Welcome to the Redeemer Central podcast. Redeemer Central is a church community in Belfast seeking to practice the way of Jesus and work for the peace and good of our city. For more information, please visit RedeemerCentral.com. Hey, Redeemer community. Um, it's really good to be uh, doing this today. Um, we've got a little chat today with um, someone who's part of the Redeemer community, has been for a few years, and that is uh, Chloe uh, Higginson, uh, <laughs> Nee Lockridge. Isn't that right, Chloe? Um, yeah, it's still strange getting used to another name. Yeah. Yeah, you, was it, um, what was it in June or June? Wasn't it in June that you and Carl? Yeah. 19th of June, so two months yesterday, but I'm still not used to signing wow. a different name um, on contracts and things like that. So, yeah, it's all change, but good change. Yeah, it takes time. Absolutely. Good change indeed. Um, yes, yeah, so we wanted to just do a little bit of an interview. And the reason you may be wondering why is, well, we've begun doing, um, using podcasts and podcasts is a good platform to have conversations with friends and people doing interesting things. Um I spoke to John Perrine this week, who's our guest speaker, who's going to be starting a new series in August and September. Um, but today, um, I wanted to, just to talk with Chloe um, because we have just got some really good news that Chloe is actually beginning um, a new role on staff at Redeemer, um, which is wonderful as a children and families ministry coordinator, which is the kind of the long way of um, saying she's um, leading up Redeemer Kids, um, which is really wonderful and good news. Um, you're going to do um, a few hours a week. Uh, I know you have another uh, job we're going to speak about in a moment, just your passion with Invisible Traffic. But um, yeah, it's, we're delighted that you're just being so willing and up for um, taking on this role. And you're for a few years now, you've been part of the Redeemer community, but also mm-hmm. uh, you've been involved in Redeemer Kids team. So I suppose mm-hmm. it's um it's a passion of, of yours and it's just really good that you're um you're in this role. Yeah. How are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm excited. Obviously I've been around Redeemer for a wee while now. I think it's been um about six years and I suppose I've always been involved um with the kids team and leading the kids and then obviously COVID happened and we found ourselves in a sort of strange situation and um I suppose we didn't really have um a kids program for a while so I'm excited um to get back and to have our kids and our families um again to have a program running so that they can be um connected in with the church family here at Redeemer again. Yeah we're really um we're really excited that you're you're going to be in this role and working alongside um, myself mm-hmm. and um, Megan Joyce, who's in the office and managing our venue as a venue manager, and then Dan Saunders, who's an associate pastor and he's leading up a lot of our justice fund um, and justice activity stuff. Um, and then Stephanie, who's serving as a volunteer staff in pastoral care, and then yourself um, working um, a, a few hours a week and um in this role, which is such a it's such an important role, um, I know there's been a, a great number of people gone before you. I know um, uh, we've had a great little kids team that were leading the program before the pandemic, um, and then last year the wonderful Rosie she was um, leading our kids on Zoom um, throughout the early part of the pandemic. Um, but it's just been it's obviously just been it's been it's been um, not the easiest time for families or kids, and um, in a lot of ways. Um, uh, 
you know, we're looking back at that thinking we probably could have served a lot better in that area, but we're actually delighted that we actually are coming re-emerging out of the pandemic. And um, we're going to speak um, just at the end of this time, just a little bit about what that looks like. What does the return of Redeemer Kids looks like and what Chloe's going to be doing. Um, but just very quickly, I thought we would just mm-hmm. let people find out a little bit more about you. I know most of the Redeemer community will know you and have seen you as part of the community. You know, we're not a big church, but um, what do people not know about you? <laughs> Did you love them to know? I know you just got married. Obviously, we were talking about that to Carl in June. Yeah. <laughs> Two months married. Yeah. Um, one thing I found <laughs> out at attending your wedding was that you actually studied um, a theology degree at Bible College. Um, how, what, what led you to yeah. study theology and, and how did that go? Um, yeah, so I graduated about four years ago from Belfast Bible College and, well, I suppose I actually go back to school days. Um, I did my A-levels and really didn't know what I was going to do um, after school, so decided to take a gap year. And I know most people, when they take a gap year, they go traveling and they go to all these exciting um, countries. I decided I was going to stay in Northern Ireland and I actually did the gap year program with Crown Jesus Ministries. Um, it's funny what you remember whenever you do think about um, your life. I'd actually forgot that I'd done um, my gap year with Crown Jesus and then had went on um, to Bible college, even though it wasn't um, that long ago. But yeah, I suppose whenever I left school after my levels, I went to a grammar school here in Valamina and like my grades were good and they really pushed kind of people to go to university, but I never knew what I wanted to study and I felt a bit lost. And then the gap year program came up with Crown Jesus Ministries and it sounded like a lot of fun. It was um, involved with their children's ministry in the schools, doing assemblies and classrooms. And we did puppet productions of, what was it whenever I was there? I think it was Daniel in the Lion's Den. Um, so it was funny actually to look back all those years ago, like I was involved in children's ministry and it wasn't something I ever really thought I'd end up doing, not even with my other job with um, Invisible Traffic. But obviously, whenever you look back, you can see that God does work everything out. Um, that even back then, that was something that was out of my comfort zone. And like standing up and doing assemblies wasn't something I ever thought um, I'd be doing. But obviously, here we are. And it is what I'm doing. So love my gap yeah. year. Yeah, here we are. Um, love my gap year, Crown Jesus Ministries. And I think I really learned a lot through that and mm. developed um, myself um, as well. So it was coming to the end of the gap year. And then everyone always asks, you know, it's like whenever you leave school, what are you going to do next? And I never really like to think too far ahead because who really knows um, what's going to happen. So again, was feeling a wee bit lost and everything was sort of coming um, to an end. And then I heard about Belfast Bible College um, through Crown Jesus, but they always talked about BBC and I always thought it was like the BBC, you know, Belfast Broadcasting, no, British Broadcasting <laughs> Communications, that BBC stands for, and then found out it was actually um, a theological university. So looked into that and thought <laughs> studying theology um, would be interesting. So yeah, went to Belfast Bible College. I know there's a few people in Redeemer have been there as well, um, but I had a great time, made some really good friends and started studying things. I really loved um, the prophets. So we looked at that and um, I did a wee bit of children's mm. ministry um, in class there as well. So yeah, that was my time. How I ended up at Belfast Bible College and um, yeah, studied for three years and I've been graduated now um, for four. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's funny when you do look back and you start to talk about your, your when we all talk about our journeys, there's things that you do forget and they do mm. pop up and you remember like, you know, oh, yeah. I spent the year doing this or a year doing that. And, um, but yeah, yeah. And, and since since you graduated from Bible college, you've been involved, involved in, in different 
things, I guess. You've been in the working mm-hmm. world and employed in different ways. I know that mm-hmm. one of your passions, I'd love to hear about that, like any of sort of your work experiences, yeah. but one of your, I know one of your passions particularly has been in the area to, you know, not alongside, you know, children's mm-hmm. ministry um, is the issue of trafficking yeah, um, and all the different mm-hmm. aspects of how that impacts life. Um, yeah. And you've been involved in a charity called Invisible Traffic. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to tell people just a little bit about that charity and your involvement in it and the, the passion that sort of has, has connected you to them. Yeah, so I suppose that all kind of came from um, my time at Bible College um, as well. I suppose it was kind of around that time, like in my life, that I started learning about injustice and how, you know, people are trafficked and that's whenever people are being treated unfairly and held against their will. And you've probably all seen Tekken or heard about Tekken with um, Liam Neeson. I know, um, well, I'm from Palomino, obviously, and, you know, he's a great figure for us here in Palomino, but that was probably one of the films. Yeah, one of the times I'd first heard about trafficking and and what that kind of looked like. And I know that was a kind of Hollywood dramatized version of things. But the reality is that for so many people across the world, it is a reality and a very unfair um, reality. And I suppose it's only one part of the whole awful world of injustice um, as well. You just need to look at the news and everything that's going on in Afghanistan at the minute too, that we do live in a world where there's so much injustice happening, but we need to realize that you know, we can do something about that, that hope actually always has the last word. And I could go on about that for a long time. So I'm going to stop that there and talk yeah. more about how I got involved with um, Invisible Traffic. So anyway, I was at Bible mm. College and we had to do um, a placement. So that was in the summertime, a block placement for four weeks. So I thought this was a great opportunity to escape my other part-time job in the spa and I could go off somewhere for four weeks um, and do do some ministry somewhere. So at that time, I was working in the spa, had um, just done my first year at Bible College, had been hearing about trafficking and um, all sorts of exploitation and kind of wanted to get involved with that. But I'd actually applied to go to Kenya um, with Mission Africa and had got accepted onto the team, was going to pay the Mm. deposit to go and it just didn't sit right with me. I didn't feel like that's where I was supposed to be that summer for four weeks and to be honest, again, didn't really know what I was at. It seems to be a common theme for most of the big life decisions, apart from getting married. I was certain about that one, just to clarify that. Um, but yes, um, <laughs> I was in the spa one day um, in work and a girl I knew of um, from another outreach team in Balamina, like we'd been friends for years, was talking about how she was going to lead a team to Cambodia. Um, and you'll remember Megan that was about um, Redeemer um, she was involved in that team too and I thought oh that sounds great and it was going to be for five weeks so it fit in perfectly with the amount of time I had to um, do for my Bible college placement Um, so we set about trying to organize this team to Cambodia it was seven girls from Balamina and it just didn't go smoothly but it all worked out in the end we found an organization that would take seven of us um and we went to Cambodia for five weeks. Um, it's actually around this time, six years ago, August and September. Um, so we worked with children and young people who had been trafficked um, and exploited. So I suppose it was then that I really, you know, you can read about trafficking and how awful it is, but it's not really until you see that like face to face in real life that you realize that it is actually awful. And you do realize that it is a reality um, for so many people um, across the world. So, yes, that got me involved with anti-trafficking work. Um, I came back home and, yeah, at that time I just started coming to Redeemer 2, which was great because I think 
Redeemer really gives us the space to ask questions, to ask, you know, where is God? And obviously being in Cambodia and seeing children being trafficked and it was just, it was, it was hard. It was heartbreaking and awful, but you kind of do ask big questions that, you know, why does God let this happen? And Redeemer was a space that I felt safe to ask those questions um, in. But as well as that, I realized trafficking was a problem in Northern Ireland as well, but it does happen in our towns and communities here. Um, so started looking for an organization that fought human trafficking in Northern Ireland and came across invisible traffic. So as well as our block placement at um, Bible College, we had to do a weekly placement for three hours every week. So I started volunteering with Invisible Traffic. At that time, they had just launched their education program for primary schools. So I got involved trying to contact schools and um, it was launched in Stormont. So I helped with that, which is funny, again, to look back on and realize that I'm actually not getting paid to promote that in schools too, that I have a role um, there that I didn't really know Um what I wanted to do but it's a job that I love and obviously one that just kind of um, came out of nowhere so yeah everything worked out but that was um, four years ago so I started um, volunteering then I graduated university um, two years later and then started working one day a week so going into schools primary schools mostly um, doing assemblies and classroom workshops so all those things I'd learned um, on my gap year with Crown Jesus um, how to do assemblies and hmm. talk to young people I was using um yeah. not to the same capacity but um you know same skills and all that um and then we just got really busy and then I started working two days a week um and did that for a couple of years while I was working still um for Henderson's and actually I remember last February it must have been one of the last events that church had done one of the the ladies events um thrive before before mm-hmm. COVID um I'd been asked to just share a wee bit about the work of invisible traffic and why I was interested and and all of that. And at the end, Jude Hawthorne, Jude Hawthorne actually prayed and she prayed that I'd be given a full-time role with invisible traffic. And I was able to hand my notice in there in Henderson's about six weeks ago um, because I'd been given a full-time role in invisible traffic. So yeah, I'm all pleased. And then obviously I can do um, my work at church alongside that as well. So yeah, like I say, everything always works out in God's hands on everything. And you sometimes you just need to look back um, to realize that. So yeah, um, just trying to develop Absolutely. our program a wee bit further with the schools and physical traffic and um, get on with that. So yeah. It's brilliant to hear all that. Brilliant to hear your your journey. And as you say, just, you know, how God has been, um, like leading you, put, putting on your heart, like mm-hmm. these things that mm-hmm. you're really passionate about and care for, and um, drawing you to that charity and those people. I met some of them at your at your wedding. Um, who run? Uh, yeah, the, the organizers, the founders, and some of the staff, your fellow staff. Yeah, um, great people yeah. and a great seems like a really great charity. And uh, and so you're now doing um, essentially you're working full time, uh, four four mm-hmm. and a half days a week for mm-hmm. invisible traffic which is wonderful and then that has created a space for you to um you've got a few hours in your week um about half a day a week um that you are really i know passionate about giving uh, to redeemer to serve children and, and you're i guess you're working with in, in schools and in front of children every day running mm-hmm. kind of the education programs one of, one of those programs mm-hmm. i know so it's kind of your mm-hmm. it's your like bread and butter every day like and you've worked with yeah. kids for so long and so yeah we're de- we're delighted yeah. that actually you've got that role it was wonderful to hear that that jude actually had prayed over you mm-hmm. about yeah. uh, that and that 
that that prayer actually has been answered that you have this um uh, role full time mm-hmm. now and uh and that you're now able to to yeah to help um serve on staff here in in church too i'm i'm really delighted to ha- we're delighted to have you um well it would be great to finish just our chat today just with um just a little bit about kind of the return of what that role is going to look like for you in in redeemer with kids and specifically even some practicalities about what um mm-hmm. a redeemer kids is going to look like as we return from um this pa- out of the pandemic um, i already had spoken at the start of our chat, just about how that we as a church have are reflecting upon just like um, uh, the years that have gone by, many group, good people have been serving in, in, in kids, and we want to we want to serve our young people well. And um, and the pandemic has been a difficult time, and and as a church, we 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 haven't been able to um, connect our kids and keep our kids connected as we would have hoped. And um, so we're hopeful to. Um, to learn from that and to and to do better and to hopefully to and, and to invest in in children and young people going forward and um with you in this role that's part of part of that doing that it, it takes us a whole community to do that of course it's not just on something that uh, that's on you chloe at all it's like a whole community that does that and we've had these two conversation nights as a church the last week which i guess have created some space for us to um to listen to families and um uh, some of the ways that they they love being part of the Redeemer community, and some of the ways that perhaps we could do better um, in serving young people. So, what does it actually? Uh, I'm going to finish with two questions, I guess. What does it actually look like for us then, coming out of this pandemic? Um, what's the return going to look like for Redeemer for Redeemer kids? Yeah, thanks, Dave. Just to say as well, I'm excited too to be um, coordinating the kids and um, starting a program again um, that we can spend some time with them um, downstairs. So yeah, practically um, just over these next few weeks, this Sunday and next Sunday, um, the kids and tots um, are going to be welcome to stay upstairs um, with the adults and we'll have some activity sheets um, and pencils that they can um, colour in and do, um, you know, during the service and they'll stay in their households um, just for these next two weeks. Then starting on the 5th of September, we'll have Redeemer Kids um, running downstairs for a half hour programme. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that, to having um, some fun um, with the kids that we can spend some time with them and play games and learn and all of that fun stuff. Um, so I suppose um, our thinking at the minute is just with church being a wee bit shorter um, time-wise in general, that we would keep the kids um, upstairs um, for now during worship. Um, And worship is also a bit shorter than it was um, pre-COVID. And then after the worship is over, the kids would come downstairs um, and just um, practically for safety, um, if some of the smaller kids need some help um, taking, if some of the younger kids um, need help going down the stairs we'd ask just if some of the adults um, could bring them down um, just for safety precautions um, just in case but that's the plan at the minute but obviously I'm keen to chat to the families and the parents to see what works and what doesn't work and um, if we want to have the kids down before worship um, we can chat about that but like I say I'm keen to have conversations um, with people and um, just um, to see what the best way of doing things is and we can change it trial and error always works doesn't it we learn from mistakes and all of that so um, we'll see how that goes um, and just maybe we'll chat a wee bit yeah. more just about this in an email um, just about registering before 
um, a Sunday morning and then we can check them in whenever they arrive um, downstairs um, after the worship. So we'll have the programme running um, with Redeemer Kids um, from half 11 till about 12, just when church is over. Um, and then the kids can be collected before they go on home. But yeah, like I want to have fun with the kids. I want to engage with them um, again and have them engaged into community life and church life again at Redeemer. Um, like you've already said, day of COVID was difficult. And um, I suppose we didn't give the kids as much of a place in church life um, as that they were entitled to have so um we really want to move forward um with redeemer kids um just to say as well the tots room the creche um will be open so any mums and dads that want to take um the babies downstairs and um, we're going to have that all nice and cozy um so you can bring um the babies down mums you're welcome to feed in there and redeemer kids will be running um from age four um, upwards so practically that's the plan but um yeah with timings and all sorts and um, we can figure that out um and we'll see what works um, and what doesn't work and yeah I want to chat to the families just to get them connected in again yeah absolutely yeah so I mean these are obviously really small steps mm-hmm. um to trying to return um from uh, out of this uh, kind of pandemic and I know families have found it difficult to connect with our Sundays um in, in, in lieu of having any kind of provision for children and tots. And um, I know that that has been difficult and maybe that has actually prevented some families from being able to regularly um, attend or connect on Sundays. I know some of our social gatherings have been good and recently we had some families um, connect and it's easier to do that in the park. We got um, had a good night, uh, a good day, sorry, a picnic in the park at Ormo uh, a few Sundays. Uh, was it last Sunday? Um Mm-hmm. But yeah, these are small. These are small steps, aren't they? So, in summary, there'll be an email, I suppose, communicating this. But in summary, the next two Sundays, the twenty second and the 29th of August, uh, kids are welcome, but will be upstairs in their households for the whole duration. But there will be activity packs provided, um, and some areas sort of set around uh, the chairs for kids to be able to use the activity um, packs when. Um, we're worshiping and when there's um teaching happening and then yeah from the 5th of september on uh that will that will continue kids will be up with their households for the first half an hour with activity packs but then at half, i guess around half 11 for about half an hour until 12 o'clock there'll be like a, a redeemer kids program running downstairs with like chloe and and a few others so yeah we, we've been we're taking small steps with that and of course we'd love to be able to move forward from that and develop that and there's an understanding that um, Sundays are not everything about church but at the moment because we cannot do an awful lot um, elsewhere like Sundays are actually quite important for us as a church it's really like one of the very few things we have at the moment um, to really connect because we can be together in the church building and so we are um, continuing to prioritize our Sunday gatherings and it would be it's just great that we were able to make a space now going forward for our our kids so yeah I'm delighted that you're doing that um i guess there's there's um you're you're wanting to hear from families and so um it'd be mm-hmm. really worth saying to them that they can contact you isn't that right your email address is, ki- is it kids mm-hmm. at redeemercentral.com yep so there's my email obviously you can email any suggestions or thoughts or ideas um to kids at redeemercentral.com or there's also um the families um whatsapp group if you need to add it into that um let us know and we can do that but yeah just like Dave said the picnic in the park last week was great and it was really encouraging actually to see um so many kids and families there and um, I was playing frisbee with one of them and 
um, she looked at me and she said, you really need to learn how to catch a frisbee. So maybe I need to work on my frisbee catching skills before the 5th of September um, when we're all downstairs again. But no, I'm looking forward to it. Brilliant. Well, listen to all families listening along today. Um, hopefully this, this helps and give you a bit of a, an expectation about what that's going to look like over the next number of Sundays. Um, simply just register kids um, alongside adults when you're registering your place for a Sunday. And we'll, we'll be able to check in the kids in that way. But yeah, um, and reach out to Chloe. Of course, as she said, she'd love to hear from you, hear your ideas and get you connected into like the WhatsApp group and all that um, as we go forward and kind of really build a sense of community among families and, and our young people. Um, is in closing, Chloe, last thing, um, mm-hmm. just what is your kind of big picture, kind of heart, your dream, your hope for kind of uh, Redeemer mm-hmm. and families and children's place in Redeemer? forward yeah so I think just for me generally I like people to feel included I like people to feel that they have um, a place and I think it's really important that our kids at Redeemer know that as well that they know that they're valued and loved um, by us as a church family but also um, by God and I just I, my hope and prayer would be for them that they do feel important that they know their worth that you know they're young but they have so much potential that they can change the world that um you know they're small but you know they're mighty at the same time too and I just hope that they they know that they are important that they have a role in the kingdom too and that they can um do so much so that's a short answer I could go on for um longer but (laughs) I don't think um I will right now but also just to say as well if anybody wants to volunteer um with kids and help lead kids um downstairs even one Sunday a month um until the end of 2021 then please get in touch and let me know um as well so yeah I think that's all I have to say for now anyway yeah um I could go on for longer but (laughs) grab that Chloe anytime if you see her uh, at any of our gatherings um she'll happily talk to you all about kids and her passion for it and yes we've spoken even in the last two evenings of our community conversation nights we have talked about kind of the um uh, you know the, the part of being a church like we are is dependent upon volunteers there's always an upside and a downside to that and obviously we at times can feel like we're serving our socks off um and many people um serving and serving and serving and um we want to be able to uh, invite people to serve in a way that's h- healthy and sustainable and doesn't uh, take over. But um, it is an important part of being a church family that we all play our part. And this is a brilliant team to serve on with Chloe uh, and the other guys and, uh, and, our Red- and our Redeemer kids. Uh, and so if you're interested in helping, um, especially if you can just give even one Sunday or two Sundays a month, it would be a huge um, uh help and boost to that team as we reform the team and go forward so yeah i guess the best way to reach you is just that email address again kids at redeemercentral.com and let chloe know and she'll she'll get you connected into uh, the plans going forward chloe thanks so much for joining me today and for this conversation hope it serves the whole redeemer community to to know and we just welcome you into the into the staff team and delighted that you're taking on this role um We'll be praying for you and for Carl and newly married life. And also just as you take this role, um, uh, we'll hope to support you in the best way we can as a community. And uh, we can hopefully, um, you know, uh, be all a part of our uh, of our children and our young people um, and their place in, in Redeemer. Um, so thank you for that. Um, we'll see you soon. Thank you.